Welcome to Side Talks. Podcast time. It is. Who are you? I'm Rachel Morgan. I'm Corey Kraft. This is about movies. It is. It's a podcast. It is. Let's go. All right. Get ready for a five-minute fight. Five-minute round one fight. fight. Well, you know what? What? Roll up your sleeves, your tiny little baby bitch sleeves. My tiny, it's a short sleeve shirt. It's not a roll tiny little up, baby roll bitch. Roll it up. Come on. Because we're going to fight. Brad, start the timer. What are we fighting I'm already about? bored. Um, okay, let me just say it. I know I'm going to lose it. I know I'm going to lose it. First of all, because Sam is going to definitely weigh a particular direction on this, but we are fighting yeah, because, about the film Eighth Grade. Yeah, you decided to fight about a movie written and directed by the internet's boyfriend, exactly, Bo Burnham. Exactly, which is part of my issue with this film. Okay, so so explain. So the film is Eighth Grade, uh-huh. and it is about a young, if you haven't seen it, and, and most, I, a lot, I, a lot I of have. people have, I but have. I'm saying, I figured, I figured <laughs> since you, you're fighting it, you have, but for listeners, if you haven't seen it, it it is about a eighth grade girl yes and she's super awkward and she wants to fit in by doing all of these youtube videos that are like self-improvement youtube videos but the irony of course is that you know she's just kind of a teenage mess yeah and i saw this at the atlanta film festival and it is it, it is a very i will say it captures some of the awkward moments of those sort of preteen you know, junior high years that Corey, you're very familiar with because number one, you live through them, but two, you teach at a at a, at a school that spans through junior high school. I and did, I would assume yes. you have high schools, junior high school students. Some. Uh, I certainly did at the time this movie was released. Gotcha. I don't teach much junior high now. I mostly teach ninth graders, but ninth graders are not all that far removed no, from the you know the not. young lady in this. Film. Especially strangely at the beginning of the semester. I feel like ninth right. grade is one of those, you know, you, you come in one way and you go out the other. Honestly true. Yes. Um, but this is directed by Bo Burnham. Am I correct? Correct. Written and directed. Written I and directed. Um, and so th- this indeed is where I take issue with the film. And it's where I'm going to lose the argument too because this gentleman has uh, is very tall and has many followers. Uh-huh. And so my issue is is having a privileged white guy who that's part of his routine and part of his joke on a consistent basis, but a privileged white dude right from the perspective of a young woman. I just don't, A, think that's appropriate. B, I don't think he gets it right. I, I've heard you make this argument before. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, dozens upon dozens of audience goers, many of whom are, you know, women themselves. Sure. Look at this and say, he did mostly get it right. That doesn't sway your opinion on it this. It doesn't sway my opinion on it. It doesn't. Um, it, it leaves me in a place where I think it's really inappropriate to have to see like a straight guy, right? An LGBTQ. Uh, LGBTQ, I'm part of that community and yet I'm somehow messing the letters up. I think Um, you'll be forgiven. Maybe. I don't know. You know, that community, they can hold your feet to the fire. Anyway, point being that it it does make me uncomfortable. It doesn't mean it doesn't happen. It doesn't mean that they don't get some things right. It doesn't mean you can't research. I mean, I don't think you have to be, you know, a dancer to write Zola. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you can go do research and figure it out. But there is something about the sort of tone and quality and introspection of a film like Eighth Grade that is that is uniquely female and doesn't the the content is uniquely female. And yet it's from, it's feels like it skews a little male and any, and when you have that, 
you know, first of all, I, what I do think he gets right a lot is the sort of what it means to be a modern day, especially in, this was what, six years ago, seven years ago? Probably, even, I think it was three years ago. Three years ago. What it means to be a modern day junior high schooler, hmm. which I don't, I that I don't know. I don't, you know, that I can say I don't know. And I think he gets that, I, I think he probably gets that more right than anything because um, he is super young and clearly, you know, some of, there's some similarities between himself and the character. He's even, it's even been said he sort of wrote the character as himself. Sure. But again, when you have a young woman in the backseat of a car, which is the scene that everybody... The really that, awkward, cringe-inducing scene. Right. That is yeah. the that brings a lot of anxiety to the audience. And I, I saw this in a huge room, um, again, at the at the Atlanta Film Festival with a lot of people. And that was certainly the squirmy kind of scene. I think that it, it is tricky territory when you have a man write a scene like that. I think if he had done it poorly, that would be one thing. I don't think that he did, though. I, mean, I the would scene argue is... that I don't think that, generally speaking, that scene ends where that scene ends. And that's part of my argument. Now, do I want to see a, a, a dude write a scene where it ends in the way that I think it probably would? No. So you and think so there's he, the trap, right? You think he softened the edges of where that scene would likely end up? Absolutely. As a young girl who's been in the backseat of a car with a dude when sure. I was in junior sure, high school, sure. I, just, I'm telling you. Right. It just, this is not, this is not, that this doesn't land where I think it would land. And, and, and I shouldn't even talk personally. I'm talking about of all the women that I know and have known throughout my life, like this is not where that scene lands. And I think it, I think when you do that, what it does is it, it de-emphasizes that experience for women, but also de-emphasizes uh, the issues around that right that this sort of you know we quit reporting on rape because there's so many of them it feels a little like that so you know again why he doesn't why he doesn't write from a male perspective i don't understand and this is my this i spent a lot of time talking about my big issue so i'm sorry let me give you another second to kind of defend this and i because i apologize for being so wordy here i mean i can't speak to the issues specifically that sure. you, you raised there um other than to say you know, a lot of these scenes ring true in very particular ways. Um, you know, not necessarily the car scene that you bring up. I, I don't know how to refute that, yeah. obviously. Sure. Um, but so much else throughout this film, the interactions between the teens, the interactions between the teens and their parents, yeah. um, the school setting, all of this rings extremely true, not only to my personal experience, uh, but to what I see every day, um, and you know, so from that perspective, I think he nails it honestly. Yeah. Um, and and on top of that, I think it's super funny. It is super awkward and cringeworthy in in the ways that you want something like this to be. Um, it is. I think kind of unflinching in its depiction of that social awkwardness, even if you suggest it flinches elsewhere. Um, and and I just I love the performances. The young woman at the center, Elsie Fisher, I think she's terrific. Um, and her interactions with her father, played by Josh Hamilton, that's really the heart of the movie. Um, I think he nailed all that. Yeah, and see, I don't think that that over, I, for me, I don't think that those things are so strong that it overrides my issues. Mm. And you know, there are some like the little Gucci, you know, the, all that stuff. There are some funny moments, the teacher dab at the beginning. Like there's some really <laughs> funny, funny things that happen that I that I, I agree with you with. But ultimately, I land in this place where I, my issues are not resolved. And I keep, I'd be interested to see too. And I'm sure somebody knows this. I didn't do any research before this. This is me coming in kind of cold from this thing. I haven't seen it since it came out. Yeah, either. I haven't either. But maybe Sam knows too because I who know but I, why choose to write a young woman why not choose to write this at, from what Bo Burnham is which is a 
young man. I, I will say this to his credit, even if it is removed from his own personal experience, we have a lot of movies about adolescent boys figuring right. out social situations in middle school. So maybe kick maybe kick this to somebody else. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you know his his partner Lorena Scafaria, the director right. of Hustlers. Sure. Um I mean, I have to assume that like she had some input on this, helped him with this, oh, helped well, him with the development. I mean, that's not I you know, now we're really getting we're somewhere reaching, so now obviously, we're, well, but, also we're just now we're just mining. I mean, this is like Calvin Harris stealing lyrics from Taylor Swift's notebook. Like, I, I can't. Like, give these women credit, y'all. Stop. Anyway, I hear Sam sliding the door because we've been talking too damn long. I know what he's probably going to say. Everybody loves Bo Burnham. He, Bo Burnham is untouchable, too. Internet's the other boyfriend. Answer. He so is annoying. very tall, though. He is very tall. Good for you. <laughs> very tall. Um, he's gotten a little annoying recently. <laughs> Thank um, you. Thank you. Um, okay, so Rachel makes me realize it is a bit strange that Bo Burnham so intimately knows the experience of an eighth grade girl <laughs> and probably researched it a lot by himself, maybe, or with some other um, people. Um, so, yeah, uh, probably uh, plus 20,000 points for that bummer of a realization. Um, <laughs> it is definitely still written from his male perspective, inevitably, but I think he nailed it. Um, and even if it wasn't directed by the name Bo Burnham, it would still be great. It's just a near universally relatable coming of age uh, film uh, that in- anyone growing up with sort of burgeoning social media and internet culture can really relate to. Um, for example, me, uh, Corey wins, uh, let's say 500,000 points. Um, and the nice sauce boy also wins, let's say like 10,000 chicken nuggets. The sauce boy is good. Also, Sam, I, I talk to eighth grade girls from time to time. What are you saying? Is that, is that a problem? Red flag. Uh-oh. Red flag. I mean, and you, and, and you, you like, you like that, that Woody Allen guy. Oh, These are Jesus. all bad directions, You, you Corey. steered it in a direction that that did not to be <laughs> that did not need to be steered in. Great, uh, I'm uh, a professional. I just want to voice that on this podcast. Well, that was more like a seven minute fight, but we were very civil. Pick, 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 pick his city. Do you it's like time, that? I do. Okay. Well, indeed, I have um, a few cities written down on a piece of paper. And it, you know, uh, Corey, it's getting hot. I know. I've been messing this up with alarming regularity. I know. But you know what? It's getting to a place where we're bottom of the barrel city, cities. Like little yeah. tiny things. It doesn't take long to go through New York and L.A. and Chicago. It doesn't take long. Um, so I'm I'm – Flipping cities up in the air, let's right, just say, right. virtually speaking. Um, and do you want to tell me when to tell me yeah. when to throw them? Throw. Okay. Atlantic City. <laughs> well, right? I got right? some options here, don't I? Um, the first one to, that comes to mind is the Louis Mall film Atlantic City. <laughs> okay. But I don't know if Fair it was enough. shot in Atlantic City. It, the, you know, it's got Burt Lancaster and a super young Susan Sarandon. Um from 1980, I think. But another one that comes to mind, and it was probably not shot in Atlantic City, it was probably shot in Brian De Palma land, is, of course, uh, Snake Eyes, oh, which takes place right. at a prize fight in Atlantic City in a big casino uh, as a hurricane comes in and threatens, you know, everything. And, you know, it's got our boy Nicolas Cage um, wearing a super flamboyant suit, and there's an assassination attempt on... Uh, a government official, and he gets caught up in a conspiracy. It rules. It's great. And we've talked about that one before because I think we did a what's the shit about it. Probably, We did, we yeah, did do a yeah, what's the shit about yeah. it. And this is also not to be confused with the current 
film, the current release, Snake Eyes. G.I. Joe Origin? G.I. Joe Snake Origin, Eyes. Snake Eyes. Would you believe that I have not seen that yet? I'm shocked. Yeah. I am absolutely shocked. Well, I'll get around to it on Blu-ray. Anyway. Okay, well, you picked the city. We got it. Uh, I'm sure there's a long list of Atlantic City shit, right? And certainly, Atlantic City seems to hit a lot of times on episodic, too. Yeah. There's a lot of, I think there's this, you know, Sex in the City, they go to Atlantic City in an episode. You know, it comes up quite a bit and and episodic land as well but um yeah i'll i'll see if i can find some more titles and we'll talk about it later cool well thank you so much for listening to this episode of side talks we are your own personal cinematic joan and jackie collins okay that's already that's do that apropos one? you you didn't um, but obviously, you know, if you're hearing this the day it's released, um, Lady Boss, the Jackie Collins story, is one of the selections of the Sidewalk Film Festival, which is coming up real soon. And a real solid film, I think. Yeah, it's a it's good documentary. Great, great biopic. There's some strange... I think the thing I love the most about there's some strange interviews in this thing. There are. They're weird. Like, her her elderly society friends with their wigs and sunglasses. It gets, it gets off the rails with that shit. Yeah. It's, it is, it's, it's a, wild. Peak, a little peek inside some weird ass lives. Anyway, um, no offense to them. I don't mean weird in a bad way. I just no, they're, they're very foreign they're to me. They're interesting people. They, when when you can buy and sell human beings by the handful, <laughs> shit gets weird. Anyway, thanks to Boutwell Studios. Sidewalkfest.com is where you can find information about the upcoming festival, where you can get tickets and passes, and you're going to need to get them tickets and passes. And you can also find information there about what's playing at the Sidewalk Cinema, as well as on social media at Sidewalk Film, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Keep looking at that for up-to-the-minute updates on what's going on with the festival and at the cinema. Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.